0: Hi, I'm Brad Humphrey, and welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast brought to you by Caterpillar and for ConstructionPros.com. In today's podcast, we want to talk about technology and planning for the future of your business. We're joined again with Lonnie Fritz, Jason Hurtis, and Scott Hagerman. These guys are literally the experts at Caterpillar. One of the things I want to start off with, and, and any one of you guys can jump in, owners want to grow. That's the bottom line. They want to grow. The industry right now is exploding. What do you think they ought to be thinking of to the future? I mean, how, how should the business owners be preparing technology wise? Cause right now the employees are probably one of the biggest things on most people's mind. Can't find enough good employees. Where's technology fit into this?
1: It fits in the, you know, all aspects of the different business. Like you mentioned, it's hard to find good employees and technology actually takes uh, inexperienced employee or operator and can make them more efficient if the technology is applied correctly it isn't you know one size fits all in every single application but it can really enhance the operator's technique it can reduce their fatigue it can make the job simpler to to manage and operate it can make the machine simpler and easier to operate you can get on grade faster you know how much material you're moving it can it can work in all aspects all aspects of their particular
0: business. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Scott, you're, you throw the I would throw the word at you earlier. Telematics.
2: One way that we see a lot of our customers using telematics is just basic things like hours and location. Where's my machine? How many hours it have on it? Maybe the fuel level. This is some basic high high uh, level opportunities for them to get some data off their machine, and then you can also start diving down deeper and deeper as a customer gets comfortable with the technology and get into fault codes you can get into some some maintenance plan maintenance things so you can plan your maintenance when you need that machine you don't want the maintenance plan but you want that maybe done that night or a certain day during the week you can get that information off the machine without waiting for the alarms or whistles to go off on the display and say we need to be fixed now type thing
0: yeah I've got a, a client that is involved with they've just applied all that to a lot of their trucks for maintenance purposes and I was actually working with the maintenance superintendent when some of the data was coming in and it was pretty cool Right. What you guys have created and helped to create and support is just amazing.
2: Yeah, I was actually driving down the road the other day in my truck, and I looked up and oil change. You got the traditional little white sticker right. there on right. the the windshield, and uh, I I didn't trust that. So I went to the display, and built into the display, it tells you the percentage of oil change you have left, so you can start thinking about that. If you have a rattle in your vehicle or something like that well i can wait about 22 more percent i'm gonna get an oil change and i can have them look at that rattle in the vehicle while i'm in there so it's actually planning my maintenance on my own vehicles and it only saves time it saves money and and
0: ultimately it's a safety issue as well right
2: correct correct yeah you start over over or prolonging those maintenance issues and it's not going to be good for that machine and that engine in the long term And I was a contractor. I know, Lonnie,
0: you were a contractor too. And we always got caught running equipment just too long. And it never, ever happened, of course, when you could afford the time, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, we can never afford the time being the downtime side of things. The time we're looking for is uptime. And, you know, I use that word proactive a lot. Um, Having worked with so many customers over the years, and as you mentioned, being a customer myself in the past life, um, maintenance is the key. And we are trying to help contractors out and our customers alike each and every day um, with taking that proactive approach using telematics. Um, it helps them schedule their maintenance intervals. Um, look at oil changes, for example. Let's just go with the engine oil. It's been around since the engines were developed and uh, you know it's all across the board. We have uh, customers that when it's 250 hours, it's shut down that night, maybe with 252 hours on, even though it was at 248 hours and they're oil. And we have other customers say, we're not going to have the downtime of doing the maintenance and the service on it. And the oil stays in the machine. They just keep adding. And so does the original filter element that says Caterpillar on it. Right. So um, again, what does that lead to? That can lead to catastrophic failure. So we're back to the key word of uptime. It's a teeter totter, right? right? Um, uptime is where we're at. Um, eliminate catastrophic failures. How do we do that? Well, we've talked about those planned maintenance intervals. We talked about uh, SOS samples. That that's not a new terminology to um, to the industry. And what does SOS mean? SOS S- is basically drawing a sample of the fluid. In it goes go. back to our labs. Right. It goes through a very rigorous analysis process of the actual makeup of that fluid, you may be looking for metallic pieces in the metal, knowing that something is going to fail in the near future. So it really gets into the chemistry of that lubricant and, and starts to project a what lot great of great, ev- What great information for you guys, right? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Yep. You know, we, we take it from our simple SOS labs, just running fluid analysis and sending reports back to the customers all the way up to our fleet monitoring. Wow. Um, so, you we, we know, we, we have a lot of customers out there that uh, fall in three different buckets. You know, do it for me, do it with me, do it myself. Um, and this is where we can utilize some of those services that really come into play. Um, so again, the message here is uptime is paramount. Um, it, it's it's the key to longevity, to lifetime. Look at resale value. When you can provide service records with a machine, um, you're going from have a, lot a business of standpoint. Value you guys have
0: dealt with with your clients and customers. How do you impress upon them the need to really seriously consider? not only the purchase of equipment, we're, again, we'll talk about that later, but but why should it be a part of their strategic approach in moving forward with their company? Because it's gonna be a part of the business.
2: Well, Brad, some of these projects nowadays, they're mandating you have a grade control system on your machine. And that's just how the project was bid and how they're gonna manage it. So as a customer's looking at the future of his business, All when right. he's purchasing equipment and he's thinking how his business is gonna grow, he definitely has to have grade control on his machine whether he uses it now or the next job he gets so he's got to look in the future a little bit more than just what he's doing today because the jobs are changing
1: you have to I mean it's so competitive
2: now I mean you have so many
1: people bidding on the same job if somebody's bidding with grade control like Scott just mentioned and you're not right it's gonna take you a lot longer to do that job and you know if you're using grade control or other technologies you're gonna be on the job more accurate probably on budget or closer to budget yeah. than without using that technology. And you already be moving to the next job when the guy that's not using technology is still struggling and working and coming in over budget and over time and everything else. You, you, that's, it's the nature of the beast. You have to have it to be competitive anymore.
2: Yeah, you do. Yeah. The other thing, Brad, you see a lot of customers, they look at other contractors and see what they're doing. So they might see that they're losing bids and, or they, they're on a job and somebody else is getting done a little bit faster and they're saying what's the difference between them? We've got the same tractor, we've got the same excavator, why are they getting done sooner? And then they start realizing it's that technology that's on the machine. Of course the customer doesn't want to tell his competition the gains he's getting from that, but the competition can see very bluntly that it's something that's different and the different they can see is great control on the machine.
3: You know, in the different customers I talk to, Brad, there's uh, competition is really starting to drive adoption. It's it's hard to stay competitive today when your neighbor, those that you're bidding against, have already adopted competition. For example, um, working the Con Expo floor back in 2017, I had one of our underground utility customers come up and say, Lonnie, I, I see all these great things. We were standing in front of the technology wall, actually featuring a lot of our machines and technology features, and he said, I see a lot of great things about the 2D the 2D with assist. He said, but my competition has caught me. We all have 2D in our area now. He says, I need to speak to you about 3D. I said, well, you're in luck. We have a 3D expert on the floor. Send them directly over to our product application specialist um, to the excavators with the 3D on the machine. So the the story here, the point is here is there's pockets of adoption out there. Um, those customers that have adopted that, have received that up to 50%, let's say, um, in operational efficiency, um, are really, it's forcing their hand to take the next step right um so so it's been definitely a game changer um there's a lot of technology out there again i always say start small try before you buy uh embrace your dealer um take a demonstration you know but then you have on the other end of the spectrum is that's all old news to me you know i've adopted technology since 2004 what's the next widget you have for me so we continue to see our customers ride that journey depending on kind of how the industry is playing out with adoption in their area well i've got two questions for you on that real
0: quick on the guy, the, the example you just gave at the conference, was he there strictly to stay ahead of the competition? What's the follow-up to that story? Did he really need a 3D?
3: Yeah. So yeah, he really did need a 3D because you know those those example of uh, him and his competition had started out with. Traditional, The manual ways of grade checking, right? Put, okay. Putting the story pole down in the ditch, right. shooting with the uh, the eye level or the right. transit. Um, and now they all saw the value of 2D grade control. Right. So he was looking at building those digital design files, going 3D. So now I don't need to have the hubs anymore. Oh, okay. I, see. I don't need to be referencing. Maybe he was using laser catcher, you know, right. as a 2D solution. We didn't get that far in the conversation because sure. he terminated it so quickly hmm. in saying, I know what technologies are available, and I know what I need to go the next step. He was the trendsetter. He gotcha. had set the pace, and then they had caught up So with he was him.
0: used to being the pace car out there. That's right. He has,
3: he has, yep, so he was looking to be the pace car again. He had to get it back out ahead of the pack. Well,
0: for thanks for listening, and join us for part two of technology and planning for the future of your business to hear more. Check out all of the Contractor's Best Friend podcasts that are sponsored by Caterpillar and FourConstructionPros.com. Again, this is Brad Humphrey. Thank you for listening and put the things we've talked about today to work for you.